0: Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture. But before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, when many people get their driver's license, they'll go out and they'll purchase an inexpensive vehicle. And they might use it through college until they finally graduate and get a job. Well, as they begin making money, they'll buy a newer one to transport themselves to and from work. Even though it isn't really needed, a few years later, as their savings account increases, they'll purchase a brand new car for themselves, one that is comfortable and reflects the status of their wealth. This process continues right up until retirement, when they finally buy the latest model loaded with all the extras. It's a worldly reward for those who have diligently sought after worldly things. And this reminds me of the Christian life. One of the greatest problems with money and possessions is that people are constantly seeking a way to upgrade their life and to improve their temporal condition. When they do, their eyes are focused on increasing their earthly riches rather than their spiritual wealth. Love is a very strong emotion, and you really have to be careful what you're going to place it on. People will very quickly justify their lavish lifestyles, but it is because they are deceiving themselves, they're caught up in a snare and the temptations of this world. First Timothy 6.6, 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, and having food and raiment. Let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all Evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. <clears throat> you know the life of Moses is an example of somebody who completely walked away from the treasures of this world. He turned away from any earthly inheritance that he could have in Egypt along with its riches to obtain spiritual riches in Christ. His life is the evidence of how much he loved God, and he proved it by his actions. He was intently focused on obtaining the reward of eternal inheritance, as he lived a content and a humble life out in the desert. To obtain eternal life, one must become poor. To become truly rich, like letting go of somebody's hand, they must be capable of letting go of the world and reaching out for God. Although they don't have what's required, according to the world's standards, poor people possess the greatest possession of all, one that matters more than anything else. Faith. James two five. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? One of the hardest things for people to let go of is earthly wealth. This is because the love of money is the root of all evil. When you love something, you're going to chase after it. You'll spend your time attempting to obtain the things that you want in this life. Instead of focusing on spiritual things, your life is spent trying to accrue temporal ones, like a man tearing down a perfectly good barn, only to build a bigger and a better one. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. Many people try to find happiness by spending all kinds of money on foolish and ornate things they are filled with laughter as their hearts are tickled by their covetous nature. They're like children on a sugar rush, completely addicted to frivolous spending. Just like an earthly addiction, its effects don't last very long, and you will simply require more. Luke six twenty four. But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. Many people, uh, wealthy people, cannot understand how somebody can be content driving around in old vehicles or burning some hot dogs and burgers in their backyard. The poor man is despised by his neighbor and frowned upon by the wicked simply because the rich won't admit that they are held captive to the things of this world and chained to the love of iniquity. James 5, one says, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. The more money that one possesses, the stranger one's habits can become. Someone may come into a lot of money, and then all of a sudden, they start gambling. They might find great financial gain at a certain job, but then begin buying drugs or getting involved with other wickedness. A woman might marry a man, not because she loves him, but because she wants to enjoy his wealth and possessions. Love for money will lead you down many different directions in this world, but the end result is going to be the same. Pain, agony, and the everlasting suffering of one's soul. It is a a log of temptation that feeds the flame of one's own lust for the things of this world. Revelation 3.17 says, "'Because thou sayest, I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing.'" and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. The disciples of the Lord were poor in the eyes of men, but they had chosen that life in order to seek God with all their heart. They gave up earthly jobs and used their time to preach God's word instead. They might not have had anything, but instead, inside of them, they had everything that you could ever possibly need. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10 says, As sorrowful, yet are we rejoicing? As poor, yet making many rich? As having nothing, and yet possessing all things? You know, all things that we see will eventually be gone. And the only thing that will remain are the things of Christ and the Heavenly Father, as a Christian, one must focus her attention on the world that is coming, rather than on the one that is passing away. It is fruitless to gain the entire world and then lose your own soul. Have you turned away from the things of this world, or do you continue to seek after the upgrade? So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. And you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then. Bye-bye, everybody.